Welcome back. This is City of Desert, and I'm Father David Abernathy, and this is our second episode of discussing the Desert Fathers, their writings, and how they might be applied to daily living uh, within the city. And this was the topic of our discussion a little bit last time, Why City a Desert? And uh, this time I want to talk about a frequent question that is put to me and the main question is often how do we make the fathers accessible or how do we simulate, if you will, their life uh, within the city? Uh, how do we embrace something of desert living when we live such an active life? There are many ways I think that we could address this question and one way in particular I found in a work that I've been reading recently called In the Heart of the Desert written by Father John Chrysavis. Uh, and he suggests that we ask ourselves, uh, why the desert? Not why should we read the Desert Fathers or how do we apply them to our lives, but first ask ourselves why these elders chose to enter into such a difficult environment? What is it that they were seeking? And then how does this speak to us now, those who are living within the city? And he puts forward a number of suggestions which I find very interesting. The first is the word desert itself. Desert comes from the word eromos, which literally means abandonment. And it's the word from which we uh, get our English word for hermit. Uh, it was a place of great solitude, uh, but much more than that. Not just an absence of, of people, but also a, a presence. Uh, it was considered the breeding ground of demons, if you will. So this was a battleground that the Desert Fathers were entering into. It was a place that had no water, and without water there was no life. So it was also a place that was threatening to one's very existence. And, but more than this, the desert was a place where you had to face up to your own existence as a human being where you had to look at every aspect of yourself, the temptations that would come to you, everything that would fill your mind. You had to confront your heart, all of your deepest desires, and there was no scapegoat. Uh, being alone with one's thoughts and ideas, one had to look to oneself, not to, one, to another, or to blame another. And so, again, this made the Desert Fathers uh, great depth psychologists entering into this barren region, they had only themselves and their own thoughts to examine. Yet the desert was also uh, a place that was endowed with sacred significance. If you remember from the Old Testament, it was a place where the Israelites uh, traveled for 40 years, a place of purification, if you will. Uh, it was also a place where John the Baptist began his preaching, calling uh, men and women to repentance to prepare themselves for the coming of the Messiah. And it was also the place where our Lord himself would undergo temptation uh, from demons, where he would prepare himself to enter more fully into his ministry to bear witness to the, the presence and the coming of the kingdom. So seen in this light, the, the desert is more than a place of absence. In fact, just the opposite. It was a place full of action an opportunity for a greater response to God's calling in one's life, for divine vision, to shake off forms of idolatry, uh, a place where one would seek uh, the image of God, 
and uh, the grace that uh, goes beyond the limits of day-to-day -day life. Chrysophis puts it this way, the desert is an attraction beyond oneself. It is an invitation to transfiguration. It was neither a better way nor an easier way. The desert elders were not out to prove a point. They were there to prove themselves. Nothing should be held back in this surrender. It is all or nothing. The abandonment to God is absolute. So they went to the desert not having any sense that they were being watched or observed by others or having any idea perhaps that their writings would be read or their lives would be influential in centuries to come. They went there to live out their faith fully and to embrace the gospel fully. Uh, this was a place of spiritual revolution for, for them, that they could uh, escape living the faith on a superficial level with superficial desire and living for God completely. Again, just for the sake of clarification, Chrysophis puts it this way. He said, living in the desert does not mean living without people. It means living for God. Anthony and the other desert dwellers never forgot this. They never sought to cut off their connections to other people instantly. They rather sought to refine these relationships increasingly. So they weren't individuals who shunned society for the simple sake of doing so. They went there seeking to refine their relationship with God in order that they might also refine their relationship with others, that they might love more perfectly. Now having said this, Chrysavis is quick to point out that the meaning of the desert goes far beyond the sands of Egypt uh, into our cities. There's a wonderful old story that he tells about St. Anthony of the desert. Uh, he says, it was revealed to Abba Anthony in the desert that there was someone who was his equal in the city. He was a doctor by profession Whatever he had beyond his needs, he would give to the poor. And every day he sang hymns with the angels. So the perfection that we see in the Desert Fathers isn't limited uh, to the remote places. It's the kind of life that this, this choice produced within them, to live fully for God, to be completely abandoned to him. What this makes clear is that one does not have to go to a different geographical region to uh, seek the life of holiness. The desert in reality lies within each one of us, within our hearts. And again, Chrysophis puts it beautifully. He says, everyone does go through the desert in one shape or another. It may be in the form of suffering or emptiness or breakdown or any kind of trauma that occurs in life. Dressing this desert up through our addictions or attachments, we delay the utter loneliness and the inner fearfulness of the desert experience. If we go through this experience involuntarily, it can be overwhelming and it can be crushing. If, however, we accept to undergo this experience voluntarily, then it can be proved both constructive and liberating. So wherever we live, we all go through the desert and perhaps the desert many times throughout the course of our lives as we seek to strip ourselves from the attachments to the things of this world 
most of all, our attachment to our own egos in order to live more fully for God. Admittedly, the deserts of Egypt and the experiences of these elders may seem far removed from our own environment and experience here within the city. But in reality, they speak to what is closest to our own hearts. That it is there within our hearts that we struggle to give ourselves over to God. We seek to abandon ourselves to let go of our own egos. It is here that we struggle with our own demons and that we fight the good fight of faith and that we also wait for our God in the silence of prayer. Within the weeks and months to come, we will be entering into our own deserts and taking along with us uh, the faithful guides of the Desert Fathers and the writings of the Philokalia. I thank you for joining us today and look forward to seeing you soon.